Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. Be ready at any time, at any time. First Peter chapter 3, this is one of the passages that Pastor Mike gave us this past weekend. In First Peter chapter 3, Peter's talking about suffering for when you mess up versus suffering for doing good. It's an important distinction to make. Right? Don't fear what they fear or be intimidated, but in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy. Right? That's critical. So you're not afraid of what your persecutors are afraid of. To the original readers, under the persecution of Nero in the Roman Empire, they were afraid of something else, but you don't need to be afraid in the way that they're afraid. Don't be afraid of doing something good. Don't be afraid of sharing the gospel. Sharing the gospel is a good thing. And if you suffer because you've shared the gospel, you are blessed. And you get just a tiny glimpse of sharing in the sufferings of Christ on the cross. Don't be afraid of what they're afraid of. They're afraid of violating HR policies at work. You need to be afraid of your friends going to hell. You need to be afraid of answering to God, having known the good you ought to have done and not having done it. James says that, Whoever knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. It's a sin of omission. Sin by not doing anything when you should have done something. That's what we should be afraid of. Not sharing the gospel when God clearly set up the opportunity for us to do so. So in 1 Peter chapter 3, we don't need to be afraid of what they're afraid of. We don't need to be afraid of suffering for doing something good. And there is no better thing than making disciples of Jesus Christ. There's no better thing than doing the very thing that God told us to do before ascending to heaven. There's no greater thing than evangelizing. What better thing could there be to base your life upon than this? So don't be afraid of suffering consequences for saving souls by sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. In your hearts, regard the Lord as holy, not a modern-day system of thought that repackages the same relativism that led to ultimately the demise of Sodom and Gomorrah. Instead, you regard Christ as holy, and you are ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. So you're ready anytime to give a defense, right? This is an apology, a reasoned defense, apologia. This is it. This is what we're ready to give at any moment. We're not going to kowtow to pressure. We're not going to be intimidated, even if we're vastly outnumbered. We're ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. So they evidently see the hope that's in you, and then they ask about it. And in that moment, you can give a reasoned defense for it, an apology for it. Yet, verse 16 gives, this is critical, do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience. I'll be honest, I don't always do this gently enough. And even though I have great respect for the people with whom I share the gospel, sometimes I may come across as disrespectful. I praise God I've had a front row seat to see tons and tons of people saved. Uh, not only in my preaching ministry, but also in my personal evangelistic life. And yet, nonetheless, I wonder if I may have seen more saved, if I've been more gentle and more respectful. Gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that when you're accused, those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. 
For it's better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. It's better to suffer for doing good. Right? When we disregard the warning label and we do the stupid thing and we suffer consequences, that's your reward. <laughs> but if we, in defiance of policies that would forbid evangelism, defy those policies and share the gospel, we suffer consequences, that is a good type of suffering. When we have given this reason in response to what has been asked of us, articulating the gospel gently, respectfully, with clear consciences, the Holy Spirit's all over that. I'll be honest, uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 and 16 scenario is also pretty rare. It's, it's pretty rare that someone would actually ask me what's different. It's pretty rare, but it has happened. It has happened. In my context, it happens in the context of uh, my music life, right? Where I'm just, I'm initially not known as a pastor. They, they don't even know I'm a pastor. They just, I just got hired to play a drum gig and I show up and I drum. And I'm just like happy, right? There was a, a student at the School of Rock who was like, you've got to be the happiest person ever. <laughs> and then there I am at the front desk with the, uh, the office staff, the administrator and the owners right there and the other instructor who told me he thinks there's too many Christians in Seattle. It was his student who saw me in the hallway. <laughs> and just said this, and here it is, all right, what are you gonna do? You gotta share the gospel. And I just gotta say like, yeah, man, that's because of Christ. And then that's it, that's it. You know, that, that I, I did it gently and respectfully, with a clear conscience, it is totally because of Christ. Man, uh, it, I know what it's like, it feels like being put on the spot, but you gotta be ready at any moment. <laughs> like in, in 2 Timothy chapter three uh, and chapter four, we're, uh, we as pastors are told to be ready in season and out of season. That means that it's any season, it's often out of season, <laughs> meaning it doesn't come at a time when it's convenient for you. <laughs> and it's not something that you can calendar for. You just gotta be ready for these moments. So repent from sin. If you've got lingering unconfessed sin, list it all with brutal specificity, confessing it to God, clean out your closet, clean out your conscience, in part because you've got to be ready at any time to be able to give this reason for the hope that exudes from your life. Go.